0: The Woman's Suffrage Centennial Commission, the National Park Service, and PRX present The Agitators, a play by Matt Smart. We begin today's episode in 1867. After the Civil War, during Reconstruction, some Americans believed a radical restructuring of the country could take place. Frederick Douglass and Susan B. Anthony were critical to the founding of the American Equal Rights Association, the AERA, which had the goal of securing universal suffrage, voting rights for all Americans. But as the campaign went on, the wealthy white men who funded it grew to believe that only black men getting the right to vote, but not women, was politically viable. Also, as Susan mentions in episode one— Women's rights were so curtailed in society, women couldn't even eat at a restaurant alone. There was still the notion, why did women need to vote? Their husbands could vote. Their husbands could represent them. On top of that, many women at the time were anti-suffragists themselves. (sighs) exhausting, isn't it? As we're about to hear the lack of support from within the aera led susan b anthony and elizabeth Cady stanton to find outside funding from a questionable source the growing tension within the aera finally exploded in 1869 when susan and frederick had a messy bitter and very public debate we actually have the transcript from that fight and it was brutal essentially Susan and Frederick each said, if we both can't have the vote, then I should get it first. Ashley C. Ford here. This is The Agitators. Episode 3, Reconstruction, 1867 and 1869. Boston and Maine Railroad Station... Haymarket Square, Boston, Massachusetts, December 10, 1867.
1: What? What are you doing in Boston? What? I will come over. Excuse me.
2: It is not safe to cross the tracks.
1: I am not afraid of trains. I will use the stairs.
2: Are you with George Francis' train?
1: Yes, and Elizabeth. They are minutes behind me. We lectured here last night. Hartford is tonight. Where does your train terminate? Albany. I will change my ticket and go with you to Westboro, then transfer to the New Haven line in Springfield.
2: It is about to depart.
1: But we have much to discuss.
2: I I know, and I apologize I have not yet answered your letters, but this lecture
1: tour has been grueling. We needed you in Kansas. We needed you and you knew we did.
2: This is not a conversation for a train station. If
1: we had had the full backing of the AERA in Kansas, if you had not let Wendell Phillips cut off our funding...
2: I have no say in the funding.
1: If you had come with us, your voice would have made the difference. My
2: voice was needed here, too. I cannot be two places at once.
1: Stop! You owe me 30 seconds. This country is being reconstructed as we speak. People are ready for change. All blacks, all women, together. Equal rights for all. We could have passed both referendums in Kansas if... Both were soundly defeated? Because the Republicans betrayed us. We had no support, no money.
2: Oh, is that why you turned to a racist for funding? George Francis Train is a racist and a bigot! Women first and the Negro last. That is his slogan. Why are you and Elizabeth lecturing with him? He
1: supports woman suffrage. He does not speak of anything else with us.
2: Susan. He
1: offered the money when no one else would. He is an insult to everything we are trying to achieve. I would unite with anybody to do right and with nobody to do wrong.
2: Do not quote me to me.
1: You are funded by sexists. You are funded by misogynists.
2: I must go.
1: Elizabeth! and I were crossing Kansas in wagons, fording streams, giving speeches in sawmills. Our lives were threatened. We were terrified at night. The chance of bandits robbing or raping or killing us was real. Never was I so driven by desperation. But let me change my ticket and ride with you to Westboro.
0: There is not time. Frederick rushes down the platform and boards his train just as it departs. Susan, alone on the platform, watches Frederick's train leave the station. They look at one another as the distance grows between them. A boarding house, New York City, May 12th, 1869. It is a year and a half later. In the middle of the floor, there is a large wooden trunk. Susan kneels on the floor in the middle of the mess of boxes, programs, pamphlets, and papers. Frederick enters unseen. How have you been?
1: Oh, I... Busy. And you?
2: The same. I arrived early at Steinway Hall for the evening session, but I could not find you. I thought I would check here.
1: I sent the materials here to the boarding house in advance. I did not leave enough time to sort through them, put today's materials in the trunk, and bring it to the hall. I should already be there. Elizabeth is probably throwing a fit. How can I help? Any papers or pamphlets you see marked for today put in the trunk. Certainly. Thank you. It is good to see you, my friend.
2: And you. Uh, How long have we known each other now?
1: Twenty years.
2: Uh, Hard to believe we have put up with each other for twenty years. Indeed. (laughs) feels like at least 30. (laughs) Um,
0: Hmm.
2: Tonight I'm going to introduce a resolution that calls for the American Equal Rights Association to give its unequivocal support to the 15th Amendment.
1: I... I do not understand. This is the American Equal Rights Association. Our sole purpose is to secure universal suffrage. It is not the Black Men's Rights Association, nor is it the Women's Rights Association. It is the American Equal Rights Association. Yes, but... The 15th is a constitutional amendment that disenfranchises half of this country. It is the opposite of our mission. I do not even know what to say to such a despicable suggestion. What shall you have me say?
2: that you will stand with me. Will you stand with me?
1: You cannot be serious.
2: This infighting of the AERA has hurt the chances of the 15th being ratified. It has already been two months and we only have 13 states. We barely won New York and we still need 15 more. If Susan B. Anthony had a change of heart and supported
1: it... That could sway the country. You overstate my influence.
2: You are on the front page of the newspaper once a week. What you say matters.
1: What I say is reported on. But what does it matter without the vote?
2: We need 15 more states to get the 15th ratified. To make the Constitution a little less fraudulent than it is now, we need you.
1: I will support it with the addition of one word. The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged on account of race, color, previous condition of servitude, or sex. That one word will make this country whole.
2: We tried for it, but... I
1: tried. You did not.
2: We all tried and we all failed. The states are already voting on it. It is too late to change a single word. And if we continue this feud, the AERA will be ripped apart and the ratification of the 15th thrown into further jeopardy.
1: Surely you know what strings to pull in Congress to make it happen. And with your crony Ulysses and the White House intimidating legislators like he's still on the battlefield.
2: He is not my crony. Oh,
1: that's right. How could he be? He failed to come through with a cabinet appointment for you. Take him off the list.
2: After 250 years of bondage, the vote is within the reach of the black man. We
1: must take we it. We women stood beside you throughout the Civil War. We put aside our needs because the need to end slavery was greater.
2: And we are beyond great. You
1: could not have done it without us. And now you want to leave us behind? The wording of the amendment is vague and flawed. It states that the right to vote shall not be denied or abridged. Why does it not protect that right? You have been in politics longer than I. You know when someone says it shall not be denied or abridged, the first order of business will be denying and abridging.
2: It is the language we could
1: get. The southern states are already plotting ways they could use the amendment to deny and abridge the black man's vote.
2: It is what we could get. It is a step in the right direction. Please, will you join me? An oak tree that grew on the bank of a river was uprooted by a storm. I am
1: not in the mood for fables.
2: The oak tree was thrown through the air and fell among some reeds that were growing by the water. It said to the reeds, How is it that you, who are so frail and slender, have managed to weather the storm, whereas I, with all my strength, have been torn up by the roots and hurled into the river? You were stubborn, said the reeds. You fought against the storm, which proved stronger than you, but we reeds bow and yield to every breeze, and thus the gale passed harmlessly over our heads. Will you be the reeds today? No.
1: Porter! I must get to Steinway Hall. I am already late.
2: Your support would mean success.
1: The only thing it would mean is that I, like you, have sacrificed my ideals. Porter! No matter, I will carry the trunk myself.
2: Let me help you.
1: I do not need your help.
2: Allow me. You have overloaded the trunk. Let us take some out. We can make two trips. No. Sometimes you cannot put everything in at once.
1: Sometimes you have to take it piece by piece. If I must take it piece by piece, I would first give it to women. What happened? Up until Kansas, it felt as though we were all in lockstep together. You and me, Elizabeth and Lucretia, Lucy and Martha and Garrett. It felt like we all believed we could remake this country together. When did you stop believing we could pass universal suffrage?
2: I still believe...
1: You would not do this if you did.
2: Susan, the men of this country, the, the men who vote and the men in Congress are not ready for woman
1: suffrage. Was the country ready to abolish slavery? Or for a civil war? How can you know that it is ready for the black man to vote but not women?
2: What if we try for both and get neither?
1: So be it. Porter, please! Porter! Move along, Mr. Douglas. The only thing to see here is the carcass of the Equal Rights Movement. Oh, come now! Do you see me as lesser? No. Do you see women as lesser than men? No. Then do not betray us! Betray? Betray? You have no more loyal friend than I! You are a
2: coward! They are killing us! This is not a question of rights. It is life or death for the black man. For
1: women as well.
2: When women, because they are women, are hunted down through the streets... When their children are torn from their arms and their brains dashed out upon the pavement, when they are in danger of having their homes burnt down over their heads, when you are dragged from your house and hung upon a lamppost, then you will have the urgency to obtain the ballot equal to my own. Is
1: that all not true about black women?
2: Yes. It is true of the black woman, not because she is a woman, but because she
1: is black! How many women do I know, black and white, who have been beaten and raped without recourse? Open your eyes! We cannot protect ourselves without the vote! Our bodies are objects, constantly under attack. If we say anything, we are ostracized. We are blamed. It is life and death for women as well.
2: As the child of a rape, I know of the violence women face.
1: And yet you would still do this. Yes. This morning... I found myself thinking of the eulogy you gave at my father's funeral. It was beautiful. He loved you.
2: And I loved him.
1: And I cannot help but think, if he was alive to hear what you have said and what you are about to do, it would have broken his heart.
2: Your father? is gone, you cannot speak for him.
1: You have broken mine.
0: Susan looks Frederick directly in the eyes. He looks away, unable to meet her stare. After a few moments, Frederick goes to the trunk and tries to pick it up. He fails. He closes his eyes, crouches, and tries again. With a strength that comes from a place he has not had to summon in many years, Frederick lifts the trunk onto his shoulder. Slowly but steadily, he stands bearing the immense weight on his own. Eventually, he looks Susan in the eyes. End of episode three. I can't help but wonder, what if the AERA had insisted on universal suffrage? Is there... An alternative United States history where, in 1870, all Americans got the right to vote. Or what if the AERA had tried for that ideal and failed? What if, in 1870, voting rights weren't expanded for anyone? What then? This was The Agitators by Matt Smart from the Women's Suffrage Centennial Commission, the National Park Service, and PRX Productions. The podcast adaptation was envisioned by Commission Executive Director Anna Layman with support from Kelsey Millay. Performances by Madeline Lambert as Susan B. Anthony and Cedric Mays as Frederick Douglass. Directed by Logan Vaughn. Original music and score by Juliet Jones and Rootstock Republic. The production team includes executive producer Jocelyn Gonzalez and managing producer Genevieve Sponsler. Post-production sound and mixing by Sandra Lopez-Monsalve and Ian Koss. Original music and score recorded, mixed, and mastered by Joshua Velo. Theme song production by Hunter Lamar. Train Station Sound Design by David Khalifa Samba. Special thanks to David Herman of Good Studio, Dan Dietrich of Wall-to-Wall Recording, and Aaron Sparks and Jacob Mann at Edge Media Studios. I'm Ashley C. Ford. To learn more about the history of the suffrage and abolition movements, visit the show's website at go.nps.gov suffragepodcast Check out And Nothing Less, our sister podcast from the Women's Suffrage Centennial Commission. Hosts Rosario Dawson and Retta take listeners on a historical journey through the untold history of the entire women's suffrage movement. And episode three, Truth is of No Color, focuses on how the movement was just as much a civil rights story as a gender battle. Subscribe today. What do you think you know about a woman's right to vote? What if what you learned in school isn't the whole story? And what if suffrage is about more than getting to the polls? I'm Retta. And I'm Rosario Dawson. Join us for And Nothing Less, a podcast honoring the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. From the Women's Suffrage Centennial Commission, the National Park Service, and PRX. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.